Welcome back to another episode of Wild West Football in the AFC um, West. My name is Jake Hamilton. Uh, we are here with John Burzak. John, how's your week going so far? Uh, doing great. Uh, kind of a weird week. I'm ready for the playoffs. Chiefs are already in it. As you know, uh, we're going to talk about Chiefs Chargers, just kind of see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a week of purgatory other than the fact that I get to see Mahomes play. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, the Chiefs got that fourth spot locked up. They've already won the AFC West. So, you know, from that, I think a lot of our focus on this episode in particular is going to be on the Chargers and a little bit on the Chiefs. Um, not so much Raiders and Broncos. They're they're out of it. Um, we know that. We'll, we'll get into a little of the drama that's surrounding these teams right now. And moving forward, you know, maybe we'll be a little optimistic in that. But we're going to really focus on the Chargers, how they can make the playoffs. They're playing the Raiders at home in Week 17. So it's a big week for Chargers fans. We know that. And, um, you know, a big week for the Raiders fans, too, in terms of what's going to happen after this. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit. Chiefs, we'll talk about the Mahomes preview. They're playing, I believe they're playing Denver in Denver. So not, you know, not a huge game for them. But still, you know, the rest of them starters. We'll talk about it. Um, we're going to break down some podcasts for the people, the champion, First, second, and third has been crowned. We'll get into that. And then we'll end on in some just fantasy football questions. Um, and it's kind of forward-looking. We're going to look towards next year, recap this year a little bit. Some um, some good questions. So we'll, you know, that's kind of the show today. That's just to lay it out briefly. Um, but, yeah, let's get going. Let's head right into podcast for the people. This is, for those of you who maybe are just tuning in, this is the charity league that we set up in August. Um, we got about 14 people entered, $150 buy-in, over $2,100 raised for charity. Um, it was a great, everyone was playing for different causes, a really just wild year and in reality. And John, why don't you list out the the victors and the charities? You know, they won a good chunk of change. It's been a, a good event we did. Yeah, let me dive right into it right here. Uh, as you know, as we talked about last week, uh, the three-headed monster, David Frazier, Dave Lazaro, Brett Mulvaney. Uh, Brett is our fancy expert. Uh, all made oh, I wouldn't say expert. All made to the playoff championship <laughs> against uh, Brett Norton, uh, a.k.a. Brett Smasher. And uh, they both had a couple good causes. You just had to be in it to win it. Um, but Brett Norton came out on top. And mm-hmm. uh, Compassion International will be getting the uh, the biggest pot and uh, biggest prize in the pot. So uh, nothing but excitement for him i mean it was a great season he had a blast he went 11 and 2 just ran through the playoffs a uh, huge margin of victory um right in the championship game so uh yeah he'll be getting the biggest prize in the pot coming in second obviously was the three-headed monster um, team cure gsd so uh, uh something near and dear to uh and david frazier uh, nothing but respect team cure gsd um they picked a great cause and they they got the second biggest prize in the pot but we skipped two the third place matchup. I mean, this was uh, nothing to scoff at. It was a great showing. Uh, Jake is a big Alshon Jeffrey fan for uh, not catching any Raiders. anything, and especially going up against the Raiders. Yeah, they Sean Smith, him, baby. So. Sean Smith kind of helped him out. Uh, so Jake won one seventeen to one fourteen against Brad Wingo, who's uh, been a, a big listener. Um, he was fighting for a perfect puzzle. Unfortunately, they don't. They're not going to get a prize out of the pot, but. Uh, it, guy is a very active listener and it's it was very fun to have him in the league so jake hamilton again third place took it away 
our co-host, very own, <laughs> only one on only one on the show other than Brett, the fantasy expert, to win some money for their charity. I, on the other hand, I don't know many of you know this, but I was playing for last place, or to not be last place rather, against Jake's older brother, um, Will Hamilton, and man, I won a doozy. I, I beat him by point five to. Uh, to not be crowned last place of this league, and I think I needed it because uh, I don't think I could come on here and talk any fantasy advice anymore if I got last place in this league. But but I did indeed survive, and here we are. Um, we have our first, second, and third place winners. So I'm just going to run through the list real quick for all our listeners, uh, just to give them all a shout-out. Brett Smasher in first, the three-headed monster. You know who they are. They got second. Uh, Jake Hamilton third. Brad Wingo fourth. Dougie Giles in uh, fifth. Nick Jones, uh, he came in sixth place. Keenan Moore, seventh. Brendan McGlynn, Derek Bowe, uh, the two-headed monster. Brendan, as you know, is one of our co-hosts. They came in eighth place. Uh, we got Mikey coming in ninth. Micah Snyderman, tenth. Um, Tommy Kirch, fellow Chiefs Kingdom, he came in twelfth. Uh, myself, unfortunately, coming in thirteenth, but fortunately, not fourteenth. Uh, that was Will Hamilton. Uh, I'll let him stew at the bottom there and uh, kind of enjoy that spot, but also an active listener and uh, appreciate all the input he's given us throughout the time. Yeah, Thank you again, everyone, for joining. Uh, it was such an amazing experience, and, I mean, we look to uh, even do more in the future. So we're going to have this league going uh, next year as well. We're going to try to uh, do some things in the future as well to get even more people involved. And I don't know if that's what you want to talk about right now, Jake, or you want to head into uh, matchups, but take it away. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, just an update on where we are in terms of distributing the money to the charities. Uh, that should be done by next week. We have to kind of wait for a team stake where we held the funds in order to like get us the funds back and we'll make the distributions. We're working on getting uh, first, second, and third place trophies. We'll have updates of that. But, you know, really, really fun, great league. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, John, was, last week I we were talking on the pod how I came in. I lost to, you know, Brett by .01. Uh, because Julio Jones couldn't reach his arm out for one more yard. so Or .04 or something crazy. Like literally one catch and I would have beat him to go into the championship. It would have been a huge upset. And uh, I would have beat Keir, Team Kira GSD this week and I would have been uh, first place in this league if Julio Jones would have caught one more pass. What could have been. Isn't that nuts, man? The difference Both. between 1,200 and 300 was... One catch, essentially. Both what we love and hate about fantasy football, all in one. No, but yeah, no one really loses in this league. Um, still very, very happy with how everything turned out. Wanted to thank you guys for playing, and uh, you know, we're getting on our side. We're getting more creative in the future for better, better ways to do charity events like this. You know, to make it more accessible, maybe a, a lower entry fee. We'll figure it out, but just keep in mind that's what we're playing for. Uh, thank you all again for playing. But with that, let's kind of head into the AFC West a little bit. Let's talk some football. Some, uh, you know, we're getting down to the wire. It's week 17, and you know, this is our first full season running the podcast, and we've been making our predictions since day one. And this is this division is not really how I don't think any of us really expected it to be when we first started this podcast. We didn't expect the Raiders to be six and nine let me just run through the division standings of week 17 we got the chiefs clinch the afc west with nine and six right now they are playing the broncos in denver this week then we got the chargers eight and seven right behind them and they're still fighting for a wild card spot there are a couple things that need to happen in order for them to get that spot we'll get into it third place the raiders are six and nine 
um, who will be playing the Chargers in L.A. this week. And then, you know, the Broncos 5-10. and 10. It's kind of been a lost season for them. Um, but, you know, they're, they're right behind the Raiders. So a little crazy world we live in. But, John, let's kind of break down this uh, – you want to go Chiefs? Let's go Chiefs first. Let's get the Chiefs out of the way, then we'll get into the exciting Chargers matchup. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Chiefs are coming up a victory over the Dolphins. And uh, it was a pretty good showing for them, you know? You know, they clinched the division. It's kind of a big win, important win. They beat them at home. So, I mean, we you know, with that win, what are your ex- expectations kind of going into Week 17, you know? The players, starters are most likely resting. I'm sure Tyree, Kareem, and, you know, they've already announced Patrick Mahomes is getting his first career start in Denver, which isn't an easy place to play. But what are your thoughts, expectations with this matchup? Yeah, so, I I mean, I'm extremely excited. You saw the Chiefs put up, uh, in their last four games, they put up 31 points, 26, 29, and uh, 30 again. So the offense is clicking just at the right moment. I think it's nice. They're going to get some rest. Uh, you saw him just kind of beat up on Miami, exactly what Jake and I predicted on the show last week, kind of a, a defensive uh, defensive beatdown. Um, they just kind of had their way with Miami's offense, toying with them. Jay Culler did manage to get 286 in the TD, but uh, Marcus Peters was a part of two fumbles, uh, and which, which both resulted in turnovers. So it was just kind of uh, uh, just a dominant win, and we saw – for only the second time in NFL history, a team have a 4,000-yard passer in Alex Smith, a 1,000-yard rusher in Kareem Hunt, and 2,000-yard receivers, one from the tight end, one from the wide receiver spot in Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. So um, for such an odd season to end like that, I think we're clicking on all cylinders at just the right time. Um, I do think the rest this week will be good because the players are all be on the sideline and uh, they'll get some touches. We know, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is starting. Uh, I'm nothing but excited for this. I think it was crucial that uh, we get him a look this season because come the offseason, if if something were to happen where we decide not to keep Alex Smith around, uh, we're going to know what we want, what we're going to get out of it. Patrick Mahomes. It'll be a tiny sample size, uh, but I think it'll be just enough. So we're going to see him playing in Mile High Stadium. Not not an easy place to play uh, against a defense who is very good, but who has had a bad season. Um, so it gives him a little bit of confidence boost there. We'll see what he can do. And uh, you're not going to want to go into this uh, offseason blind without seeing what Patrick Mahomes can do at the NFL level. It, it, too many times you see quarterbacks uh, who are touted so highly before they've ever taken a snap. So here we go. He's getting his first start. Nothing but excited. And I'm very curious as to what your opinion is from another AFC West fan. What you think of Mahomes getting this start right now in this uh, division game? Uh, yeah, the, you know, the, I want to kind of, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, and I wanted to relay to fans that no matter how Mahomes does, if he throws for 503 touchdowns, if he throws for 104 interceptions, do not judge him off of one game. You know what's crazy is because that's, a, that's what kind of, it's kind of, NFL's got like a short-term memory, or they, you know, that's what they, they get a label to a person and it sticks throughout their career. Um, for example, uh, Buffalo Bills' Nathan Peterman starts one game, and he's now known as the quarterback who threw five interceptions before the half. And, you know, it's, it's going to be really hard for him to dig himself out of that hole, and he's only played one game. 
So I don't want what I'm saying is basically don't rush to conclusion over one start, one performance. So keep your mind open and you know keep the judgment and the evaluations free. You know, it's going to take time to build a very accurate um, evaluation of who he is as a player and as uh, you know a fighter. So we need that's going to take time. Um, I'm excited because you know it's a division game. He's playing basically for nothing. He's playing for himself essentially. He's not playing. He's playing for the team, but they've already got the division. You know, they're, this is a. They're just going to try and get through this game. So I'm excited to see Mahomes because I mean we heard we can go turn back to our um, draft podcast and I was raving about this quarterback. I was you know I was excited for him. I was I loved Mahomes coming out of college. You know, strong arm quarterback, uh, and you know he's working with Andy Reid, quarterback guru. So I, I like it. I'm excited to see how he's progressed, where he's at. But I kind of want to swivel it back to that question you were just talking about. I actually did some research right now. So say Mahomes does really well against this Broncos defense away. Do you think the, the Chiefs move on from Alex Smith next year? If they do decide to cut him before June 1st, they will save $9.7 million in cap space. I mean, this is something I was also just about to ask you this. Well, there was no way we were getting around this without uh, talking about this. I think even if Patrick Mahomes has a good game, it's entirely contingent on um, our playoff run right now. I think we have an easy first round matchup, um, which no team should be overlooked. uh, But we'll get a home game out of it. And uh, in a wild card game, uh, home, home field advantage is huge. Obviously, throughout the whole playoffs, home field advantage is huge. I think it's entirely contingent upon um, how far Alex Smith can take us. And obviously this is a quarterback-driven league. Um, the pressure will be uh, all on his shoulders. He's got great weapons around him, but he's in the hot seat. So I think uh, I think winning a wild-card game at home and then going and losing to wherever they play next is not going to be enough. Um, he's going to have to get that second win to even have a chance at uh, coming back in, a, in the following season. In my opinion, I think this guy goes and he gets two wins in the playoffs, three wins in the playoffs. I I do not see a scenario um, that Patrick Mahomes can have 500 yards, five touchdowns in Mile High Stadium against two of the best cornerbacks in the league, and they let go of Alex Smith next year. Even if Alex Smith can get two, three wins in the playoffs, it's going to be very tough. We're going to have to see. There's going to have to be big decisions made. And uh, Andy Reid is stuck behind Alex Smith thus far. Uh, you kind of wonder where his head's at if, if he kind of has been sticking behind him, contingent upon this season. Um, but if they take another step forward and even go further in the playoffs than they have before, um, than they have in recent history, then it's going to be a huge question. Uh, and we're, we're really going to see where that locker room's at, um, where the, uh, the GM and the, the co- head coach Andy Reid stand and what they're thinking. Yeah, no, and I think you brought out some really, really good, good points there. But I'm actually going to take the other, the other side of that. I think, you know, us as football fans, everyone in the nation knows what you're getting out of Alex Smith. You know, he's he's not not downplaying him. I'm not saying you know he's bad, but you know what he is. And I think the only way that the the excuse me the Chiefs decide to keep him. Is if he wins a Super Bowl, and, and you know, no offense to Chiefs fans, I just cannot see that happening. Um, I really think if you invest a high first round pick, a tenth overall in Patrick Mahomes, you trade up to get, you give a first round pick to get this guy. I think he's in their immediate close future. He's sat a, a year behind Alex Smith. 
I think if, what they can do now is cut Alex Smith, save $10 million, and use that money elsewhere. You got Benny Logan, a free agent, in the offseason. You got, you know, tons of wide receivers, a great wide receivers in this free agent class. You know, Sammy Watkins, uh, Devontae Adams, just to name a few. You know, those are guys that can go out and spend some cash on, bring in some help for Mahomes, and, you know, really change this offense. So I think, I, I really do think, regardless, I think Smith is good as gone, and I think they're going to move on with Mahomes. He's their guy. He's the guy they drafted. And I think a, a lot of that will be contingent about how he performs on Sunday. That decision will probably be able to be made after they see his mechanics, how he can read in defense, what how's his play calling. If they can see where he's at and put him into a throw him to the dogs, put him in a real life situation, and he does well, that gives them some wiggle room. Like, yeah, we can move on. We can move on from Alex Smith. Maybe we'll get more. Uh, I think with Andy Reid being such a good, good coach, it's more about the system in place. And if Mahomes can get that down, he could. It, it makes the quarterback expendable because you know Alex Smith isn't a top tier guy. I still don't think he is. I think it's the system that works for him. So. That's my thoughts. A little opposite of yours, but and it's a great take on it. Um, there's one thing. Uh, there's there's a wrinkle in there that we both agree on, and that is uh, that even though this game means nothing for standings for the Kansas City Chiefs, this means a great deal for the franchise. And you know, Andy Reid is out there with his clipboard, um, with uh, not only a, a huge list of plays and a huge list of uh, barbecue <laughs> ingredients mm-hmm. of what he's going to order, but. This guy has a checklist. They know it'll be a limited sample size. This may be the only game they see of Mahomes before uh, they have to make a decision on this quarter, uh, make a quarterback decision. So he's got a checklist of everything he wants to see, limited sample size. Um, this guy might go out there and throw 300 yards and only one touchdown or 250 yards and a touchdown. Um, but Andy Reid has got these things that he's looking for that he's going to say, okay, uh, Maybe he didn't have an explosive game that, that, that the crowd wanted, that the fans wanted, but I saw him do X, Y, Z. That's all we needed to see him do. We know he can be the future under the right coaching. So I like your take on it. Well, we agree to disagree right now, but um, very contingent on this game and uh, and kind of the, the playoffs coming forward, we can agree on. Yeah, I mean, kind of just to flip gears, you, you know, we both said, like, this game doesn't mean much in terms of standings. You know, the Bronx has been out for a couple weeks. The Chiefs are safe right now, but they're looking towards playing uh, Paxton Lynch this week. You know, he's been injured the last couple of weeks. He played against Oakland in Week 12, and that was a complete disaster for him. He got injured, but they're thinking about bringing him back. So, with, it's kind of the same thing with the Broncos. They're just gonna—they've already seen Paxton Lynch though, so they already have a small sample size from him. But they're gonna see him go against the Chiefs in a home game. And see what see what he does, you know. Out there right now, they're just playing for evaluation. These these games are going to help the executives make decisions in the off season. It's it's just a, it's something for them to look at and say, okay, I feel a little more comfortable about doing this and uh, taking more risk, I guess. So, on the other side, we're going to see Paxton Lynch versus Patrick Mahomes. You know, this might be future division right here, future division rivals. Lynch might be the guy next year. And Mahomes might be the guy next year. So kind of cool. We're getting a little preview, potentially, of the division. But it's a, it's a kind of exciting game to watch if you're looking towards the future of your team. Um, and, Without a doubt. And move in that direction, yeah. And also, Seriously. I want to mention, I read this today, C.J. Anderson has never rushed for over 1,000 yards, I believe, in college and in the NFL. 
He is 54 yards away from doing so, and now he's playing the Chiefs. So, I mean, and the Chiefs, a game that means nothing for them. Probably resting their starters. So I, I kind of hope he gets it. You know, it's a cool milestone. Yeah, and you kind of wonder the uh, effects that will have on fantasy owners next season. Um, not everybody follows the NFL week to week. Not everybody had C.J. Anderson on their team. Um, you go into next year's draft, and you see C.J. Anderson was a 1,000-yard rusher. You wonder um, how many leagues that kind of just boosts him up from uh, not paying attention and kind of uh, not checking the week-to-week performances. So, yeah, definitely a big week for him. Uh, regardless if you're in the playoffs, if you're out of the playoffs, um, if your team is banged up or not, every player out there has something to play for and uh, kind of uh, momentum swing. So for the Broncos, momentum going into the offseason. Uh, into the next season for the chiefs momentum going into the playoffs uh, i think the defense it'll be crucial uh, that they have a good starting uh, whoever's out there on the field when, when they hike the ball kick kick it off for the first time uh, just has to kind of come out and show that this lackluster denver's broncos defense is not gonna uh, beat them and that a team better which they will inevitably see in the playoffs is not going to beat them as well so um this is a huge game i think for the defense i think the offense has kind of shown what they can do uh um, we've obviously lost games for both offensive and defensive reasons. It kind of you wondered what, during that ten game stretch in the middle of the season what what Chiefs team was going to show up. Uh, but I think we've gotten our answer uh, as of late. We're rolling on offense. That's kind of how we're going to win games, and uh, the defense is playing good as well. So we just want to keep that going into the playoffs. Yeah, you want to give us a, a stat prediction for Mahomes in his first game against the No Fly Zone. <laughs> That's funny. I was going to say, might as well skip the score prediction and go just to Mahomes. Uh, so, yeah. yes, I do. Uh, great poll on Twitter I saw earlier. Um, it was kind of, uh, is Mahomes going to get 400 yards and three TDs, 500 yards and five TDs, or 200 yards and two TDs? So it was kind of uh, no bad no bad options. I think uh, that Mahomes will actually be on the lower end of that. I know the guy can sling it. I know we've seen him do more with less in the preseason, but he was gonna playing against uh, secondaries and stuff. Uh, third string secondaries and stuff like that i think uh, he's on the lower end of uh, the tds but i think higher end of yards so i'm going 300 tds and, a, and one uh, 300 yards and one td um I, I don't think he'll really have the best luck uh, finding the end zone i think they'll have to rely a little bit on the, the run game and stuff like that uh, i just think the Denver defense will will want to prove something it's a rookie quarterback who may be the future of the chiefs so they'll they'll they smell blood and they kind of want to go for it. You know, it's fresh meat. You know, that's that's I, that's cool. That's valid. I think I'm going to go a little different direction. I think you know, it's a road game against the Denver Broncos defense, who's has shown you know that they're very they can be very good, they can be very bad. But I'm actually going to go a buck ninety five in yards, about, around that area in the lower two hundreds, upper one nineties, and then I'm going to go about a touchdown and two interceptions. Um, okay. I, think, I think he might come out with the W, but I think it's going to be a little harder just for the, you know the story around the the game and maybe not that he'll look bad, but just who he's going up against, where he his first game's an away game in a very loud Denver Broncos stadium. So I think just that alone will push my numbers down a little bit. But that's what I'm going with for this game. I think divisional matchup. Yeah, it'll be loud for the fans. This is their Super Bowl for the for the uh, Broncos this year. A chance to beat the FC West champions because um, it's a, it'll be the last game of the season. So we'll see. They'll definitely bring the heat. Yeah, and, and you want to go into score predictions, and you know we might as well. I mean, even sure. though it doesn't matter, but go ahead. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the Chiefs uh, come away with this one. I think they're they're just kind of clicking on all cylinders at the right time. Uh, they match up well, so well against this division, um, and they they struggled against the rest of the league, but they they just had uh, two big division wins to uh, win the AFC West, and I think uh, it's no different this week. I think they're going to come away. It'll be closer than we think. Um, I, as I said, I think Mahomes only gets one touchdown, so I think uh, after a couple field goals, I'm going twenty. Uh, to 13 Kansas City over the Broncos okay very cool I'm gonna go actually go I'm gonna go 20 to 7 Chiefs over Broncos just because you know this Broncos team is not that good um but I think you know Chiefs get a W finish 10 and 6 and they move on to the playoffs um but yeah um with that let's kind of move towards Let's get into the Raiders-Chargers game. You know, we can talk a little bit about the Raiders just in terms of, you know, there's rumors that, you know, there was a report a couple days ago that Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk that there's 50-50 chance Jack Del Rio is fired. And then, you know, talks about Todd Downing. We'll get into the future of that, but let's kind of talk about the Chargers right now, and then we'll get into the Raiders drama um, afterwards. But let's get into, you know, the Chargers. I'm going to read off how they can make the playoffs. It's a really, really big week. Um, first, the... They must win against the Raiders this week. It's a home game, but we know that a lot of L.A. fans are actually Raiders fans. The the team, the Raiders actually used to play in L.A., so that helps. A lot of people are speculating there's going to be a lot of silver and black there on Week 17 to crush the Chargers' dreams. But here's the first scenario. Chargers win in a Titans loss or a tie, and they must the Bills must lose or tie as well. So the Chargers win, Titans need to lose, and the Bills need to lose, basically. Second, the Chargers win, and the Titans lose, and the Ravens win or tie. So it's kind of, you know, it's a lot of things need to happen. The dominoes need to fall in the right place. Lastly, Chargers tie, and the Titans lose, and the Bills lose. So in perspective, the Titans are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I believe said they are not resting their starters, even though they have locked up the division. But you know Jacksonville, that's a, that you know that's a good game where I think Jacksonville should win. So the, good looking for them. And then the Bills play the Dolphins in Miami. So and the Bills routed the Dolphins earlier in the year. So you know that's this is going to be an interesting kind of a shakeup. You know, but let's kind of talk Raiders Chargers right now. Let's get into the the first and foremost what they need to do. The only thing they can do to control their destiny right now. John, yes. What what are what are your thoughts right now? They they beat the Raiders early in the year by one point. Are they going to take on this struggling Raiders team who just lost on Monday Night Football Christmas Day against the Eagles? Yeah, we saw we see that the the Chargers, according to ESPN analytics, are the seventy five percent chance to win in the matchup predictor. But uh, you see the Raiders coming off a loss against the Eagles. They held them in check. Uh, it was for if you didn't watch, it was ten ten going very very late to the game. They got that field goal and then disregarded that final touchdown. That was more of a uh, just of a kind of last ditch effort that became a touchdown um, for to cover the spread or whatever you want to call it. And uh, then you see the Chargers kind of win just a fourteen seven matchup against the Jets. So the Jets have been playing well, uh, but you saw that secondary held the receivers all to under. Um, 50 yards again Robbie Anderson was the uh, leading receiver with 51 yards I believe and uh, it, it just you like the way that the Chargers are trending you know they have to win to go in the playoffs um, I, I sent out a tweet uh, this week that got a lot of love from Raiders fans you saw uh, 
in the press conference, Derek Carr's passion and uh, his just want and willingness to do whatever it takes to change this team for the better, uh, do what he has to do. He said uh, he's looking to, to this week and he's not looking past it. This is still an NFL football game. Uh, he's giving it his all against the Chargers. Uh, then he'll head into the offseason, uh, rest up, and come back with a game plan sh- uh, to be stronger than ever. So you just saw the passion in his eyes. But then, flip side, you saw Jack Del Rio. Uh, just kind of seemed happy to be there, was smiling, uh, was talking about losses like, oh, we didn't lose that bad, in a sense like that. And uh, it was just kind of, if, if I was a Raider fan, I would have been very uh, mad to see it. And I sent out that tweet and uh, got a lot of love from Raiders fans, meaning uh, the sentiment around Twitter and the sentiment around uh, the fan base is that they are mad at Jack Del Rio and they realize Derek Carr is part of the problem, but he's also a big part of the solution. Um, and I love the way that's put. We talked about it last week on the pod, but I think uh, Jack Del Rio, in my opinion, is uh, is turning into a bit of a problem for the team. So Downing, uh, Del Rio, these guys are, might be gone by the end of the season. As you mentioned, 50-50% chance for uh, him to be out. So heading into this week, I don't like the odds against the Chargers. Um, I think it's all on the players. If the players can rally that locker room, Derek Carr can rally that locker room, and uh, whoever the leaders in that locker room happen to be, uh, the unspoken leaders just kind of – go out and uh, put your money where your mouth is and just do your business um, kind of rally as a team and try to walk away with a victory to end the season on a high note um, then i think that's their best chance but uh, i'm looking at the chargers as the favor right now curious as to what you think about this matchup as well yeah wow you just said a lot of stuff that i, re- I really do want to chime in on especially with the whole raiders drama and, and kind of you know the atmosphere in which I, and what, what i'm thinking about this whole thing but Looking at this matchup, you know, the Chargers obviously are playing for everything. The Raiders are playing for nothing. Essentially, they're out of the playoffs for good. They were eliminated Sunday day on the middle of the day Sunday when the, um, who was it? The Chiefs beat the Dolphins. That's when our playoff shots ended. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I am taking the Chargers as the favorite in this game just because of the passion. It's a home, home game, quote-unquote. But, you know, they're playing for a lot more. Um, I, I even posted the question on Twitter. I was like, should the Raiders consider benching their starters? You know, what's the point of throwing an Amari Cooper out there for a, a meaningless game or a Derek Carr? What if he gets injured again? Why, he doesn't, you know, he can't afford that. Pen, left tackle Donald Penn's already out for the year. The line's a little shaken up. What, you know, do they do they think about benching Carr and just keeping him safe? Is there really, what do they have to lose besides potentially Jack Del Rio's job? Um not that I'm shooting for a loss at all. I want this. I want my team to be, you know, to be competitive, to give their all. But just thinking realistically, they got to be looking towards the future. They uh, they lose this game. They'll finish six and ten with a potentially top ten draft pick, potentially top seven. Um, I think seven might be the best they can get with six and ten, which I don't want to lose for draft picks or anything. I feel like this is 2009 all over again, but. Um, it's something to think about, and you know it's a lost season for the Raiders. Um, but in this game, I think the Chargers really have one a lot more to fight feel fight for. They got home field, and you know they're trying to make the playoffs. They got a lot of fight in this team. Philip Rivers is trying to get this team, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon in the playoffs, and rightfully so. First year under head coach Anthony Lynn. Um, but it's not going to be easy. You know, the Raiders defense, John Pagano was the defensive coordinator for the Chargers for a long time. He, he's, he was on that coaching staff for, I believe, eight years or so in different positions, but it was kind of a revenge game for him, who's now been doing great with the Raiders defense, making them look functional, 
putting guys in the right positions, and really maximizing talent. But just some news out of Chargers camp early in the week. You know, Melvin Gordon did suffer an, an ankle injury last week, and, you know, he's a big part of this offense. Um, to start the week, he was limited in practice, and we're really not sure if he's going to play or not. There, there's been reports that they're optimistic, but keep an eye on his status because he will be a big key into beating this Raiders team. He, you know, it's like you said, John, the entire time it's a game of inches, and that's what Melvin Gordon will help you do um, is get, get those yards, fight for those yards, move the chains. He's critical for this game so i know i just spoke a lot but there are a lot of things in favor of the chargers organization right now than there is in the raiders and for that reason i'm i'm leaning towards chargers so and i'm right there on board with you um you talked about melvin gordon uh you're wondering to see if if he'll play he's a big piece of that puzzle obviously you flip to the other side of the football and uh, melvin ingram this guy at the Chargers press conference earlier today was fired up, and he's just ready. Uh, you can see the fire in his eyes. I mean, they're fighting like they they got nothing, they got everything to lose. Actually, they're fighting like they have everything to lose, um, and which they, they they think they do. They've really convinced themselves of that. And I think that's crucial in the locker room, and uh, it's going to be tough if the Chargers miss the playoffs. Uh, I think for them to really look at this as anything but a lost season because they had such a great run at the end of the season. Uh, they had every opportunity to win the division uh, right there at the end. They were in it until uh, the very last couple weeks, um, and but they were controlling their own destiny. And uh, if they don't get into the playoffs, I think it's going to be tough uh, for the fans, for the fan base. But there'll be a glimmer of hope into the future, and you kind of wonder where they'll be going. But they want to finish on a high note, and of course they want to make the playoffs. So they're going to do everything they can for that fan base, uh, who has actually it's been more of a home game as of late. Jake mentioned it will be a little tougher this week, a little different because there's so many Raiders fans in L.A. and uh, just California in general. Uh, so it won't be the biggest home game for the Chargers, but uh, they made a nice stretch. They have a positive record. Uh, they, they gained more attendance slowly as they went along. Cool. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But uh, I kind of I'm going to sh- shift gears of this conversation. We'll get into the scores and stuff like that of the tra- of this game. But of Raiders drama. So, you know, like you said, you can, you can just tell the difference in Jack Del Rio. And you remember, John, a couple of weeks ago, I was mentioning the reports from Pro Football Talk of his tenure in Jacksonville. They literally say right when he got his extension, he started to, I don't want to say be lazy, but he would be more 9-5, to five, put less effort in, and that ultimately led to his departure. Um, he just didn't give it his all anymore. Uh, he, we saw him come in. And there was finally a man in the locker room. Changed the culture of the Raiders. Him, Derek Carr, Khalil Mack. It was great. Um, the Raiders go 12-4. and four. They give him a four-year extension. And then now it looks it's starting to look like that same attitude of not caring. And not that it's not caring, but it's just not being all in like he was in the beginning. He got his payday. And, and this is all speculation. And an, another thing I want to speculate is, I don't know if you remember, in week three... Uh, the Raiders are playing on Sunday night football against the Redskins, who a team that they thought they could win. They were 2-0. Raiders were looking great at the beginning of the year. And then, you know, the whole thing with President Trump and the, you know, stop kneeling for the anthem, it became this big, big deal. And that's when all of the Raiders players kind of started and said, like, we're going to take a kneel in D.C. on Sunday night. And we know from looking at Jack DeRio's Twitter, um, seeing his wife, and what he says on a... What she says on Twitter about, you know, make America great again, I'm not trying to make this political. I'm trying to say 
I'm trying to speculate. Did anything happen in that locker room? For whatever reason, between Jack Del Rio and these players, because the team has not looked the same. The first two weeks, we thought this was a legit playoff team, a legit contender. And after week three, when the Raiders got annihilated, it looked like they didn't even care. The season kind of, you know, it changed. It was like an instant. Did anything happen in that locker room, do you think, to lose focus and heart of these players? It's all speculation. No one has any idea. All speculation. I'll jump on it. I think um, there might have been something there, but I think uh, without a doubt there were little things throughout the entire season. Uh, he, he's known as the player's coach. Uh, he was clearly uh, had the team on his side all last season. Um, so something's changed. The guys just look like they're not playing as hard. He looks like he's not even coaching as hard or not caring, as I said, in the, as I saw in the press conference. Just my personal take on it um, did not show the passion that he showed last year whatsoever. Um, so I, I just think it's a, a mixture of uh, a ton of different things. I think he's lost the locker room. I think uh, he's fat and happy sitting on his paycheck. Um, that extension was all he really wanted, it looks like. Whatever. I'm not going to chalk it up. The guys, He's probably a good guy. Um, I, I've seen him do charity work before, so I'm not going to sit here and I'm going to stop on his dreams and stuff. But from a football perspective, I think he's just uh, causing this team a world to hurt. They're not behind him anymore. I think management has to know that. I think they have to see that uh, to some extent, and uh, we'll find out. Yeah, no, and I, I honestly think I, I'm not, you know, I'm not making it political at all. You know, everyone's allowed and entitled to their beliefs, but I'm curious as to what happened in that locker room. What, you know, what changed this? And it's something to think about. If I had to predict for the future for the Raiders organization, if I had to guess, I think Todd Downing is one and done. He is out of Oakland, and rightfully so. I have been a big proponent of getting rid of Downing. Not that I want anyone to lose their job or anything like that, but this is a business and they're not performing, flat out. Um, Jack to real, if they go from twelve and four to six and ten, and they've lost a lot of, they got beat a badly a lot this year. I think Mark Davis has to really sit down and Richie McKenzie and talk and say, should we move on? Should we get another guy to come in and take this team in another direction? And I also want to read a report from a couple weeks ago actually about pro football talks mike florio reported a potential reunion between the raiders and former head coach john gruden i guess it you know it can't be ruled out and as many of you know john gruden was the raiders coach in the early 2000s the raiders traded him to the buccaneers where he beat them beat the raiders in the super bowl but, you know, Gruden, there's rumors that Gruden and Davis, you know, they're very close. They're very tight. And if Gruden were to make that initial, you know, initiative to come out of retirement, Oakland might be a, a legit spot for him. It might be the Buccaneers who might fire Dirk, uh, Dirk Coder. Dick, I don't know how to say his name, Dirk Coder, whatever. But, you know, that's another interesting speculation that something to pay forward to. It happens every single year, but that would be kind of a cool reunion to get Gruden back in the silver and black. So, you know, you know, we'll talk about more of the Raiders in later episode in later episodes. You know, we do I think last year we did a really good job of laying out off season uh, you know, our, our predictions for the off season. We'll get into that and usually coaches are for, fired in early January right after the last season. So, we'll have a lot to talk about next week as we prepare for the playoffs. But John, uh, let's kind of get back to Chargers Raiders. Let's get into score predictions, or is there any last kind of comments you want to give about the Chargers or the Raiders, just about this uh, game? 
Yeah, I'll get. I have actually have a lot of, or a couple comments on that uh, kind of the dra- drama that's going around the Raiders. And as much as we love the um, the in season, uh, it'll be a wild another wild off season. We know how big of an off season it was for the AFC West um, last year, and it will be nothing but the same in the upcoming twenty eighteen. Um, so as much as we love doing the podcast in, in the uh, during the season, we will have a blast in the off season as well. So. Uh, stick with us through the playoffs, guys, and uh, trust us, we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. But uh, you mentioned John Gruden name flying around. I, I just think they, they're going to have to go and find a coach who uh, can win back this locker room because you look at a, uh, a McDermott in Buffalo, you look at a guy like that with the talent on the Raiders roster, you wonder where this team could be. Um, you look at a guy like John Gruden, uh, same, same barber as uh, Mark, D- your owner, Davis, uh, <laughs> you wonder what they could be uh-huh. doing with those those bowl cuts behind the behind the helm. Uh, but yeah, such talent on this Raiders roster. Uh, you wonder what coach will step in because we, you hear us on this podcast, we think someone is definitely stepping in. Back to the Chargers and the Raiders. Huge game for the Chargers. I think they're fired up. I'm just going to jump right into a score prediction. I'm going uh, 25. Chargers 25, um, the Raiders 19. I think the Raiders will put up a little bit of a fight. Um, I think it'll be closer than we think. The Chargers often have close games, as we always see. They were only 14-7 against the Jets last week in a game uh, where they had um, a, a, just a, a great outing from uh, multiple players, and you thought they could score more. They thought they could have put up more. Melvin Gordon had 81. Tony Gates had 81 and a touchdown. They both had a touchdown. Um, so you just thought they could have done more, a little more high scoring. So I'm going 25-19, uh, Chargers over Raiders. Close game. Yeah, I'm actually going to go a little bit higher. I'm thinking, you know, I think that Chargers come in with a lot of fight in this game. And, you know, I'm a Raiders fan first and foremost, but i got to be realistic with myself. I think the Chargers are going to win 28-13 to 13 or 10. Lower scoring game for the Raiders. I just think, you know, this team has lost a lot of fight. This team has a, a struggling offensive coordinator, struggling quarterback. I can't see them really, you know, putting out a lot of points. We should have beat the Eagles last week against Nick Foles. We couldn't even do that. So... I think it's going to be low scoring. And then I think immediately the Raiders and Reggie McKenzie's got some thinking to do about Todd Downing and Jack Del Rio. So I'm going Chargers. And I think, I don't know, do you think the Chargers make the playoffs? Do, you know, from the scenarios of what I said earlier, do you think you think it's possible? I, I don't think it's without, uh, out of the realm of possibility. The Titans go in and they play the Jags. Um, the Bills play a division rival in Miami Dolphins who uh, beat the Patriots not too not too many weeks ago. Um, so this is this is a bit of the uh, the Super Bowl for the Miami Dolphins, a chance to knock the Bills out of the playoffs. Um, something they definitely want to do. It's in Miami for them, and uh, I think the Ravens will lock it up. I think the Ravens will get a win. Um, so I, I think the the Chargers still have a chance. They're going to go have to go out there and win, and they're going to have to hope for some things to happen. But uh, yeah, Casey Hayward's uh, going to be shadowing Amari uh, Cooper. Um, kind of take that threat out of it even though he hasn't been much of a threat all season he had a decent game last week um, you wonder why he wouldn't get Crabtree but you wonder how much Crabtree's going to play in this final week uh, you just kind of wonder um, but yeah I think they got a chance I think the Chargers have a chance if you're a Chargers fan you're a bit more hopeful than you've been in past years so that's uh, nothing but um, up from here we will see, my friend. But uh, that's really it for I think I think the Chargers have a shot too. I want to mention that I think they do have a legitimate shot of making the playoffs. Would be exciting for the AFC West the division, just because you know it adds to our reputation of being a tougher division. Even though that kind of 
wean down a little bit this season. But, you know, let's head into some fantasy questions. The seasons are over. I won my fantasy league. I had to throw that in there. But, you know, let's get into some questions, previewing next year, recapping this year. We only have a couple. This is Big Brett's Fantasy Landscape. And, yeah, we'll kind of end on that note and, you know, see what happens this week. But, John, you got the first question for us? I do, yeah. Uh, And it's coming from a question I've seen multiple places over social media. Uh, the Fantasy Footballers podcast show, they they touched on it as well. Who do you think will be the most overdrafted player in the 2018 season? Uh, in terms of, like, the first round or Who, just um, drafted as far above their ADP on average? I mean, oh, that's a good question. That really is. And it, yeah, I'll give you a second to think about it, too. I kind of have my answer already. Um, I think it's going to go, and I think it's going to be Russell Wilson. And hear me out. I know I talked about him as uh, one of the fantasy MVPs. uh, And it really just kind of brought you to the playoffs this year. Had such an amazing season for fantasy purposes. Um, But, I mean, this team is hurting. And you wonder, you see the Rams as a bit of the the future of that division. Um, You see David Johnson coming back for the Cardinals. That'll that'll do nothing but boost that team. And you kind of wonder, Jimmy G, Jimmy GQ for the 49ers. It's going to be a tight division. And uh, the those teams are only getting better. The Seahawks seem to have taken a step back from the previous years. Uh, Russell Wilson is still playing great, but I think uh, how he finished, uh, people are going to go ahead and get him um, in very early rounds ahead of where they should be getting uh, that second wide receiver, that second running back, and kind of boosting their team there. As we know, more more quarterbacks score high points uh, per week than any other position. So you, you can kind of go and you can – uh, just stream your QBs throughout the season. You still have uh, um, championship success in the fantasy league. Uh, so I think he will be one of the players that is overdrafted in many leagues. Wow. Okay. I'm actually going to kind of flip your question a little bit and say, I'm going to say a guy who I would draft ahead of their ADP. Okay. Um, Go for it. For me, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I, t- I tweeted this out a couple days ago. I know he just mentioned it, but you know he's been on absolute fire these last couple weeks. He's really brought life to this 49ers team. He's got an offensive-minded guru in my uh, Shanahan there. Um, I'm going to go with Jimmy G um, because he gets another offseason under his belt. They're going to add wide receivers and free agency in the draft, tight ends. They're going to add talent around this guy. And they have an early, an early round pick already. I really you know, believe in him in this offense. I mean, I tweeted out a couple days ago, I think he finishes a, as a top-five fantasy quarterback next year. You know, He's an athletic quarterback. And if his ADP is, say, you know, around 9 or around 10, I might get him around 7 or – I don't think I could push for 6. But I, I might go a couple rounds early just to get him because I'm that confident and, you know, make, you know making my own decision that I believe he is going to be a good, viable starter next year. Um, so I think that's a guy I would reach on. And I think he's going to be reached on a lot in drafts just because of how well he's been playing in such a short amount of time. Sure. Definitely a fair way to look at it. But, uh, yeah, I actually have I have a question for this, too. You have the first pick in a PPR draft next year. Start up regular redraft leagues. Who are you taking, man? There's Zeke. There's Gurley. There's Lev. You going to make a case for Antonio? Is it a full point PPR? Let's do a half point. Half point, I'm, I'm sticking with a running back, without a doubt. Um, I'm curious to see uh, the quarterback situation if the Steelers have uh, Ben Roethlisberger as their starting quarterback next season. 
Uh, haven't been too many uh, words on it. Haven't been too many rumors or anything like that. But you just kind of wonder. You obviously said last season he wasn't sure if he'd be back, um, and obviously he came back. So um, I'm, I'm curious. I, I think uh, I lean more towards uh, Lev Bell Zeke over David Johnson just because you wonder how David Johnson will play coming off the surgery. Um, uh, no Gurley. Cop- I, I no. I, I think Gurley's in there for sure. Um. He's a guy I traded away midseason right before he had his worst game of the season. Then he had his, uh, then obviously finished as the fantasy MVP. So uh, he's definitely a guy who deserves to be in that discussion. Uh, I think uh, the Rams will hit a little bit of a regression next year. I don't think it'll come on offense necessarily. Um, but I think they got to cool down from the season they had this year. If it's only up, then that'll be very scary. So I think you're looking at uh, Lev Bell in half point PBRs, Lev Bell, Zeke, and Todd Gurley going one, two, three in no specific order. Uh, for me, I got to go Zeke. Um, I, I just trust the offensive line. I know Lev Bell uh, has played great with, with less on that offensive line, but I, I think Zeke would, and the Cowboys will just come out hungry Zeke's uh, be next angry. season. Oh, yeah. I, and I think he, he was even shut down a bit last week, and uh, uh, that that's just leaves a bad taste in his mouth. I think they're going to come out, and that's going to be obviously their focal point. They saw how they did without Zeke, and uh, they, they're going to know that they got to get him the ball and get him the ball many times they don't have an antonio brown on their team yeah no i'm actually i'm leaving i'm leaning lev bell like you said the quarterback concern is an obvious thing that'll need to be worked out but if big ben stays man i just i i love Lev bell because he's really the focal point of this offense you can always rely on him he has been so good and so consistent for so long i just i can't pull myself to just stray away from him um i really think he's He's the guy. He's just a fantasy beast. I love him. I think he's exciting to watch, and he he would be my guy if I had the first overall pick. Um, but yeah, you can make a really really good argument for any one of those guys, and even half point PPR. I think you could argue Antonio Brown. He's playing in a league of his own. Even I would even this one sound not even that crazy, but I would I would throw DeAndre Hopkins in the mix for one overall. I would consider it. I would. Uh, I, it'd be hard not to, especially in a full point PBR league. Oh, dude! M- remember seeing him with uh, Watson? Oh my god! Crazy! Just unreal. I would have given. I would have traded anything at that time. Um, but uh, as we know, Deshaun Watson went down, so small sample size again. Uh, we got to wait to see what he, he's capable of doing. I think uh, he's capable of more of the same. Uh, you just look at the first round next year. It was a, a bit of a different first round uh, this season. 2018 first round, you get David Johnson back. Todd Gurley's back to being a first rounder. Um, you got Odell Beckham Jr. back. Antonio Brown. Uh, we're we're going to have DeAndre Hopkins as a first rounder without a doubt. You, you're going to see another uh, Jordy Nelson with hopefully a full year Aaron Rodgers. Um, so it's going to be a wild first round. I think. Uh, I think. There's a lot of directions you could go and not necessarily mess up. Uh, traditionally, you, you got to go the big top three running backs for one, two, three. Uh, then you go Antonio Brown or, or something like that, uh, pick four. But I think this year it could be shaken up. Uh, put put all those names in a hat, shake it up, pick one out, and I really think you could come out just as strong. Hey, yeah, I also I also think I agree, I agree with that too. I might have to start doing that, but. Uh... <laughs> it's also a lot of these ADPs and where they'll be drafted has a lot to do with what their team does in the offseason. You know, we can say sit here and say Lev Bell, but a big Ben's gone, and, you know, that changes everything. If a couple, you know, Gurley loses a couple linemen, that still changes it. You know, a lot of factors could could change our opinions in a couple months. 
and uh, exactly you know, especially with the draft and how that'll shake up too but uh I mean, I think that was that all the questions we had for today. Was there any more? I, I forgot of you know Brett sent any over. That was it from what we had. Um, I think we, there was potential to talk about um, some 2018 bust, but we've already looked ahead. We won't look back now. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, some 2017 busts. Uh, it just there's a long list of them, so we won't get into it. Uh, I think a great start, great spot to wrap up. Yeah, and uh, I think just the last you know a couple of words is you know if you're watching the Chiefs Charger the Chiefs Broncos game that's really a futuristic you know that's the future of this division so tune into that watch the guys see how they do you know Raiders Chargers and you know that they're playing for a playoff game at home very very good football on this week make sure to tune in and you know next week we'll be coming in hot with our playoff predictions we'll be looking at. You know what the Raiders do with their coaching staff. We'll be looking really at everything. You know, start starting to formulate a little further as we get down the line. But John, any last remarks before we sign off? Yes, I think uh, heading into the playoffs and then eventually heading into the the off season, um, this division is still every bit as competitive uh, as as it was last year. Uh, we had the toughest schedule in the league. Uh, you saw some of the teams underplay what they what they were projected and what everybody else expected of them. Uh, the talent is still here. Look at the talent on that Broncos defense, that Broncos roster. They have pretty much the same team they've had for a couple of years. Um, I fully expect a bounce back once they figure something out. Uh, the Raiders, just look at the team they have added even more talent this offseason. I fully expect a bounce back. Uh, you saw a, a bunch of uh, hope and a great winning streak from the Chargers there down the stretch. And you're seeing the future again this week, just like Jake mentioned, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, uh, this division is still every bit as good as uh, we hyped it up to be. And, man, it's going to be an exciting offseason, exciting playoffs, uh, and then heading into next year, it'll be uh, every bit as hyped up. Yeah, sir, and we'll be here for the ride. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah, we'll, so we're signing off. Have a good week. Make sure to tune in next week. Next week's going to be a real fun, real exciting episode as the season has come to a close, but, you know, have a good one.